I have overcome the world. This is a blog looking at John 16 and John 17 in this fourth week of Lent. And then he prayed, glorify me, protect and sanctify the believers. Make them unified and bless those who hear them. That's a summary of Jesus praying in John 17. It's not a bad model, is it? Bless and protect me and help me obey your commands. Protect and strengthen the church for your service. Bring your good news to others. So why is it so hard sometimes to know what to pray? Pete Gregg has grappled with this question all his life. Author of God on Mute and co-founder of the 24-7 prayer movement, as well as former director of prayer, why don't we have one of these, at Holy Trinity Brompton. He confesses to be a bit rubbish at it. In Greg's book, Dirty Glory, Bear Grylls writes in the foreword about the struggle he finds. Although I know that prayer is important, I don't find it particularly easy. What clues might John 17 give us to help us pray? Firstly, he looked up towards heaven, we hear in verse 1. Prayer is both intimate and awesome. Remember that we can approach him with confidence, but that he, that he is also the ruler and creator of all things, with the power that comes with it. So be bold. Secondly, in chapter 16, the last verse, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Prayer is not supposed to be stressful. Relax into it. Don't feel you have to come up with words. Just as last week we heard that the Spirit gives us words, so it is with prayer. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So Paul wrote in Romans 8, verses 26 and 27. If nothing is coming to mind to say, say nothing. Just wait in his presence. That is prayer too. And thirdly, in this world you will have trouble, Jesus said. Expect things not to be as you would like them to be. There is good in the world, but it is also broken since the fall. So we can expect it to be wonky, and at times seriously so. Giving your life to Jesus does not mean that the world will be miraculously fixed overnight. And fourthly, but take heart, I have overcome the world. The one you pray through is sovereign, king, lord, prince of peace, the line of Judah and the lamb that was slain. Pray expectantly, but don't get upset if you don't get what you ask for, just because you ask for it. God is neither an Amazon order, put it in the basket and it arrives tomorrow, 
nor a slot machine, random and by chance. God has the whole of eternity and all creation in a perfect plan, but his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. But if we pray in line with the promptings of the Spirit of God, God is in effect asking himself, the chances just rose significantly. So my prayer for you today comes from Paul to the church at Ephesus. I kneel before the Father. I pray that you know that his riches are glorious. I pray that he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. I pray that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. I pray that you are rooted and established in love. I pray that you may have power. I pray that you may know how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ for you. I pray that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I pray that you will know that he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. I pray that you know that his power is at work within you. To him be glory in the church, to him be glory in Christ Jesus, to him be glory throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. So our Lent preparation lesson for this week, number four, for our prep talk, is wait silently, listen to the Spirit's words, then pray 